This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Sitting in for Libby Snymer, here is Jane Brown. 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. It is Free For All Friday, your show, your agenda. And let me remind you about this week's topics in case you need a little fuel to get the discussion going. We started the week talking about the Toronto Star Report that detailed how the Queen's Park Liberals spend only $8.33 a day on food for long-term care residents for each long-term care resident. If you didn't get in on that conversation and you have a comment, give me a call. We also talked about the private member's bill at Queen's Park for safe texting zones, which would be areas that drivers could pull onto on provincial highways to send or respond to a text. Is it a good idea? Will it discourage distracted driving, texting and driving? There was also the Main Street post-media poll, which suggests more Ontario voters are undecided ahead of next year's provincial election, with the thought that it's because of Premier Kathleen Wynne's plan to cut hydro bills a total of 25% by summer. Are you undecided, or do you know which of the three parties will get your vote. We also talked yesterday about Prime Minister Trudeau's comments on NAFTA while watching Come From Away on Broadway, warning U.S. President Trump from ripping up the NAFTA agreement since it would result in lost American middle-class jobs. Maybe you have thoughts on this topic. We also dedicated most of Tuesday's show to your reaction to last Free For All Friday's call from Poonam. Remember her? The listener who called in to say she wanted to educate us about being Muslim and then proceeded to spout racist and sexist views. We had so many calls, in fact, I couldn't get to all of you on Tuesday, so you may want to have your voice heard on that today. And it's St. Patrick's Day. You're welcome to call in and wish your fellow listeners a happy St. Patrick's Day. Share your Irish history if you have uh, an Irish connection and or your plans to celebrate tonight, all things Irish. 416-360-0740, Tony in Fort Erie, you've been waiting before the news to talk to us. Go ahead. Thank you, Ms. Brown. Okay, uh, about yesterday, it's 60,000 plants that moved from the USA to China. That's how many there were. Uh, that's what it was. Uh, about that Pullman girl, she's a Bosnian Muslim. Uh, that's the accent. That's what my aunt told me because uh, she was a school teacher and she had some Bosnian girls there. And that's the type of accent. So she must be Bosnian. Yeah. In retrospect, I wish I'd asked her from which country she hails. Yeah. That would have that would have helped out the discussion. I was so taken aback by what she was saying. I didn't think Incredible. to ask her that. But th- that's interesting because even the Islamic scholar we had couldn't quite place her yeah. accent. Yeah. 
And then about the Bill 103, yes. uh, believe it or not, they're not telling us, but they moved it to the 21st of this month, which is Tuesday, not the 30th. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why, but it's because maybe of the holidays that we're in. And I got a feeling maybe the uh, other ones like NDP and everything, they're probably on extra holidays. And we might get screwed around on that one there because it's going to be the 21st. Okay, that's Tuesday. And who told me that was uh, Kevin J. Johnston. He's always on that YouTube. Uh, anything you want to know that the news isn't telling you, just click in Kevin J. Johnston. And uh, he always has reports. Like he's at his own little media station. And Tony, what's your opinion on the bill? Well, I, I don't think it's fair because if it's going to be just for one, it should be for all. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't say nothing about the Muslims, but yet they can probably say something about the Christians or the Jews, and I don't think that's fair. Okay, well, we'll wait and see on Tuesday. Thanks for calling in. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Let's go to Barry in North York. Hi, Barry. You're on Zoomer Radio's Free for All Friday. Top of the morning afternoon to you. Absolutely. May the luck of the Irish be with you. Yes, yes. Um, I wanted to address uh, what you're talking about on Friday, the lady in the, in the store, I mean, the Muslim lady. Um, I agree with all the comments that they were talking about that we're in a Canada and you really should respect our, our views and our cultures. But at our church, we have a kind of a welcoming thing for part of the Muslim population. We celebrate the Persian New Year, mm-hmm. which is amazing because Persian New Year March the 21st, we're celebrating on March the 31st for the party. And uh, because everything is centered around it's springing up, first day of spring, right? Spring, and new life, and new fortune. It's wonderful. And everybody's in, invited, March 31st, 6 o'clock. And all they, we ask you to do is just bring a salad or a dessert because it's kind of a potluck thing because we're going to have a lot of people there. Wow, where is, where is all this happening, Barry? 24 Foran Drive, Don Mills and Eglinton. This is at somebody's home? No, it's a church. Oh, it's a church. Very good. Okay. John Mills and England. Oh, okay. Very nice. And six o'clock, and there's no admission because then we want, what we want to do is we, um, the Muslims, uh, particular Persians from Iran, celebrate this. We have a lot of Iranians in our church, and so we celebrate that to make them welcome. And if they see a lot of people that aren't from Iran, say, "Wow, this is great! They're really supporting our our culture and our." And it's a wonderful party, so come on down. You're invited. That is great. And what has that done for you as a Canadian, uh, this particular event? It has actually, well, it's wonderful. It's so, so much fun. And I also understand a lot more about someone from another country. And I'm really appreciating the things that they do. As I say, we celebrate in the middle of a snowstorm. They celebrate the first day of spring. Isn't that logical? And it's just so wonderful, and everything centers around the whole newness of life, and it's just beautiful. Great. Well, thank you for calling in with that invitation. Okay. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, 6 o'clock. Okay. Okay, so maybe see you there, and have a wonderful day, and enjoy this beautiful day. It is a gorgeous day. Thank you, Barry, for calling in. Julius and Scarborough, go ahead. You're next on Zoomer Radio. Oh, uh, good afternoon, Ms. Brown. Uh, Am I on? You are on the air. Thank you. I'll be uh, fairly brief, I think. You had a show on Wednesday about voting habits? Yes. Upcoming? Well, I'm speaking very personally. I always vote conservative. Always. And I more or less vote, I pretty well vote for the party. Now, sometimes I've I've had to hold my nose uh, at times, but I could never vote for the other two parties because I feel the conservatives are the best for, you know, when it comes to economics, reality, uh, the other parties always seem to 
over legislate, over budget. They're afraid of militant unions, teachers, civil servants, and they think they can fix everything with spending and legislation. Do you like the new progressive conservative leader, Patrick Brown? Well, as I say, I vote for the party. Mm -hmm. It's not so much the leader. I'm just curious what you think of him. Well, he's not overly impressive, but still, I would vote for the party. Okay, so, so you you know you are not an undecided voter. You are a decided voter. Oh, 100%. Okay, Julius, thanks for calling in. Let's go to Ralph in Toronto. You're on Free For All Friday. Ralph, you're up next if you want oh, to add your comments. Yeah. yeah, I would like to mention about uh, being interviewed uh, when uh, immigrants come to Canada. Yes. My ex-wife and I were interviewed twice in Port of Spain in 1983, and uh, then we arrived... <clears throat> Uh, about three months later, with the uh, documentation at the uh, border at Niagara Falls, and they checked the documents, stamped it, and just welcomed her to Canada. So I don't, uh, I don't know what's happened over the years. Uh, we were interviewed, and uh, I think that uh, certain things should be uh, checked out. And I certainly uh, believe that uh, this uh, female uh, genital, genital mutilation is uh, not only un-Canadian, it's barbaric. And uh, I also, you know, wonder how that uh, man and his, and his brother and second wife got into Canada uh, to, you know, kill his three daughters and his first wife in Trenton area. Uh, I'm certainly they didn't go through an interview. What and kind then, of questions? Uh, I'm curious now. This is a long time ago now, but what kind of questions were you asked in 1983 before you were allowed in? Oh, just generally, you know, that I, you know, basically could support her and. Uh, N- nothing very uh, obnoxious, just uh, you know, our interview, and uh, uh, the, I guess they did a, you know, got the police check and and that, and uh, it was uh, very cordial, and uh, it went quite quick as I was in a, a bit of a hurry. Uh, my contract ended up uh, in um, uh, less in three months, and uh, so we had to get the documents uh, fairly quickly. So. Uh, Anyhow, yeah, it was. I, I, I firmly believe that there should be a, uh, at least an interview prior to uh, landing in Canada. Okay, very Thanks. good. Very good. You have a personal experience. Ralph, thanks for calling in. Edna in North York, you're on Zoomer Radio's Free For All Friday. Go ahead, Edna. It's your turn. Oh, hi. Good afternoon. Um, <clears throat> I have a little issue here. I don't know if you can help me out with it. Um. I'm living in housing for the past 31 years. Mm-hmm. Um, since late December, they are telling us that they were going to renovate the whole area, which they did part of it and the other part. They don't, it never started. It started, but it didn't finish. By this time, they wire up, they fence up everywhere. You couldn't go through your back door. And I went over to them and talked to them about it. They pull it away. After that now, I understand in late in April last year, they told us that um, because they didn't have enough funding, they could not do it anymore. Okay. Late December of last year, that was 2016, a meeting was held on the 19th that um, they're going to break down the whole entire place and send us to different, different areas. And from then, you get to understand that the whole place is in the shamble. Mm-hmm. It cannot be refixed. And before that, 
they tell us that it's because of funding why they did not um, refurbish it. Okay, so they, now, they started their renovations, but they, they didn't finish because of funding. That's what they they, that's they what, did start the renovation because some areas, it's, it's finished with that type of renovation, and the other side that they started mm-hmm. did not finish because they said they didn't have enough funding. And Edna, just to clarify, it's Toronto Community Housing you're in. Yes. And have you called your local city councillor? I know that's sort of uh, the, the typical response you get from people, but really it is the best place to start. Mr. Mamaliti not doing anything for us. Georgia Mamaliti's not doing anything for you. He's not doing nothing. We, we go to them. Up to this morning, we had an action with him with um, this company, um, Acorn of Canada. They're not doing anything. Now, why I'm concerned about myself, I have... Co- concern about other people but believe me i'm 76 years old i cannot do the moving and for me to get out of here to go all the way downtown where they said they're gonna send us i cannot do that kind of moving because first thing first i cannot live in any and any place because I'm claustrophobic, I can't even go on the subway. Okay, Edna, I, we're getting off. We're getting personal here, and and I'd rather speak in general terms and give you at least a, a roadmap of where you can go. I'm glad you called Giorgio Mamaliti. I'm disappointed to hear that he's not even showing up to see what's going on. That doesn't really sound like him and his philosophies, because he uh, is very much adheres to the Ford philosophy of getting right in there and helping the individual person. I know that this is a huge issue for John Tory, our mayor. In fact, he has been lobbying the provincial government and the federal government to get more funds for community housing. So if you haven't had any action from Giorgio Mammoliti, I would call Mayor Tory's office. That's a good place to start. I'm going to move on. I wish you all the best of luck and give us a call back uh, next Friday if you're still having trouble getting hold of Mayor Tory. And we'll see what we can do here at Fight Back. Let's go to Brian in Stouffville. Hi, Brian. You're on Zoomer Radio. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Fine. I want to talk about the funding for meal allowances for the long-term care homes. Yes. This is a problem that's been going on for five or six years. It, I mean, the Sun's written about it, the Star's written about it a couple of times, and nothing ever seems to change with it. I mean, it's the same story. You know, federal prisoners and prisoners in in Ontario, they're getting more funding for their meals than long-term care residents. And there's a whole host of things with seniors in long-term care. I mean, these long-term care people that manage these homes, they're working under, you know, a, a great, they've got so many challenges every day because they don't have suitable funding. And there's so many things in long-term care, like, uh, you know, they, there's the problem, too, that there's not enough attendance in a ratio to the number of people in a home. I mean, you have nurseries for children. There's a ratio set by the government. In schools, there's ratios set. But long-term care homes, that's not happened. And there's the other problem that comes up, too. Uh, you know, when there's something happens in a long-term care home and a resident is assaulted by one of the attendants or something, and because they're a member of the QP, they get caught on film, they're dismissed from that home, then QP appeals it, 
and then it's wiped out, and they just go on to work in another home because well, there's no record that happened. No, it, well, interestingly, though, uh, uh, resident on resident violence has become a bigger concern as I, a result I, I, of so many people with dementia who are mobile. I, I, I'm, you not know. Talk, I'm not talking about that. No, and I understand, but what, I'm, I, what I'm trying to, what if just hang on for a sec, uh, what I'm trying to express to you is there are the issues at uh, long-term care facilities across the province are many and varied. And certainly uh, here at Zoomer Radio, we hear, we empathize, our advocacy um CARP, A New Vision of Aging, they are on side as well, trying to lobby the Ontario government to get more funds or at least the funds spread out in a way that makes more sense. So certainly we hear you and we agree with you and uh, we'll continue to watch that story. Uh, Anything to do with long-term care homes here in Ontario. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Sitting in for Libby Snymer... Here is Jane Brown. These free-for-all Fridays fly by 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. The members here of the Fight Back team were just conferring during the commercial break there. And Edna from North York, if you're still listening, uh, we'd actually like to take on your fight sooner than next Friday. So our producer, Dave Woodard, will be in touch with you. He's also going to reach out to Councillor Giorgio Mammoliti to see if, in fact, Councillor Mammoliti knows about your plight there at uh, the Toronto Community Housing Residence, which underwent some renovation but then didn't get finished, apparently, because of funding. So we want to see if Councillor Mammoliti does, in fact, know about the situation, and if he does know about it, why he's not helping out or at least responding to the residents that uh, he represents. And if he doesn't know about it, well, it's time he should. So Edna from North York, we have listened to you and we will fight back on your behalf. Let's carry on here and move to Dave in Brampton. Hi. Hi, Dave. What I'm calling about is the $8.33 a day. Yes. When you put it that way, it doesn't sound like much. Okay. But if you were to work that out, based on a family of four, it's mm-hmm. $233 a week. That is not really that bad if it's only covering food. Well, I think what part of the concern was is um, the, the type of food, well, the type of food that's being offered, oh, right? Yeah. Well, they don't, they don't really, it, that, and plus even the ones you uh, pay to go in, uh, my sister's in a um, retirement home. They don't feed them properly. Yeah. Now, sorry, you said two hundred thirty-three a month. A week. Well, no, because it's eight dollars no, a no. day. No, eight thirty-three based on a family of four comes out to two hundred and thirty-three dollars a week. Oh, I see. For all four people, yeah. Okay. Yes, and that's really not bad. If you were only spending that on food, you're not spending it on other things like toilet paper or uh, toothpaste and uh, correct to wash your clothes. That's not a bad, that's pretty good. No, you're right. When you put it in those terms, it's not bad at all. It's just, uh, I guess the issue here is uh, compared to uh, the prisoners in this province, how much they're allotted for food and the type of food, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Prisoners, I think, as far as I'm concerned, they should be spending less 
Yeah, well, a lot of people might think that. Yeah, well, I believe that because I figure they're there for a reason. Okay, Dave, thanks for your call and for helping us with that perspective a little bit more. That was a good call. Let's go to Earl in Oakville. Earl, you're on Zoomer Radio. I'd like to wish everybody a happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Wish the least the best of luck. I'm proud of you guys. Right? I know you can do it. Yep. I know you can make the playoffs. All the best of luck to you. Isn't it amazing? Don't you think it's amazing what Mike Babcock has done with this team? And they're all, they're all a bunch of young guys. Right on. I know. It's exciting. Last night they won 5 nothing in yeah, Tampa. <laughs> so good. They've, they've reclaimed their you wild card it, spot. You can do it. Absolutely. I'm yeah, with you, Earl. Okay. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. It's good to have a little bit more of a Leafs nation out there than we've had in recent years, and for good reason. And i got to credit Mike Babcock. He's, uh, they're paying him an awful lot of money to coach that team, but he's already made a huge difference. Let's go to Rose in Hamilton. You're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Hi, Rose. Go ahead. Rose? Yes. Uh, Razia. Yeah, okay. I'm just feeling regarding that call from that lady, Muslim lady, regarding her democratic rights. And I can't believe that she's blaming the government us for not uh, doing what she wants us to do. Being more aware of her of her customs. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we have democratic rights too, apart from hers. And we one of our democratic rights is we have a right to bear arms. You know, pun intended. Yes. And okay. She seemed to think that the world owed owed her a favor. Yeah, it's 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 a call. Abuse to accommodate her, Rose. It's a call. Did she come here? It is a call that we will remember. Rose, you gotta let me speak. You gotta let me speak. It's it's a call that we will remember for a long time around here. It has certainly prompted a lot of discussion. A lot of good things have been said as a result of that call. I think we've all kind of come together because on Tuesday when I invited your phone calls and when we continued to talk about it last Friday as well, there was not one single person who called in to support this woman who says her name is Poonam, uh, who says she is Muslim and who very clearly is sexist and racist. So, Rose, you have joined the chorus of, of people who do not yeah. feel. Yeah. I mean, I just want your listening public to know that this is only one one woman. I don't think there's any other woman like her. She's alone. Well, thank you for I your call. You have to understand. If she doesn't like what goes on in this country, then go to your country and do whatever they do there and have a good life there. But don't uh, don't step on my rights. Rose, I thank you very much for calling in on Free For All Friday. You know, it, I said that every single person, but I was actually looking at our Zoomer Radio Facebook page, and one, one person, one listener did make a comment saying that he was offended that I had suggested on Tuesday that it was possible that that might have been a prank call because the viewpoint was so extreme. And he said that he thought what the woman was saying was a good place to start a discussion. Well, it, it has certainly prompted a discussion here on Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, no doubt about that. Ed in Toronto, you're on Free For All Friday. Go ahead, Ed. It's your turn. Did Ed hang up? He may have hung up. All right, let's go to Jenna in Cambridge. Jenna, you are on Zoomer Radio. 
Yes, hello. Uh, yes, it's about a lady, a Muslim lady. Yes. Yeah, I would like to tell you my experience and my friends uh, at the Kitchener Market. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had an experience that wasn't that great uh, a few times. Um, one time uh, I was pushed right into another person who caught me. And um, a friend of mine had her uh, foot run over by one of those uh, cards they use. And never, ever, they just look at you and never, ever say sorry or, or let me help you or anything like that. So we've had an experience that is not great. Um, some of people don't even want to go there anymore uh, or at least go earlier when the market isn't uh, uh, like between one and two. The market is just filled with uh, um, people of Muslim, um, I don't know, they are dressed sort of like um all in long dresses and colorful sort of like um somali muslims wear i wish the government would give them um some sort of um lessons in and how to behave in in this country um so your experience uh, with Muslim people in Kitchener has not been positive? No, it hasn't. They do kind of let you, especially the women, kind of let you, like, if you push somebody right into it, I was falling, and, and you don't even say, I'm sorry, and you just look at them and you go on, it's, it's, they, it gives you the impression that, yes, you are inferior. Like the the lady was saying, that we are inferior. To well, I don't want to, I mean, I'm just trying to uh, provide maybe an explanation. If we're talking about culture instead of religion, yes. don't forget that these people come from very crowded places in Pakistan and yes. Afghanistan, and they don't operate by the same set of rules as we do here in Canada. So their intentions may not be to be rude. They may just not, like we leave space between each other. We line up. We're very orderly. We allow people to step in front of us. If we touch somebody by mistake, we say, oh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, culturally, a lot of societies around the world, especially where people are very concentrated, they don't live by those rules. So it may be possible that they're not trying to be rude, although I take your point that it feels rude. Yes. Well, yes, in Europe they do give them lessons in in how to behave. I wonder if if uh, Canadian government does the same thing. I'm just wondering. Well, that's a good question. I, I'm sorry I don't know the answer to that, but uh, if we continue to have these discussions, we can find that out, too, about the um, integration process uh, for be- people of different countries when they come here to Canada, whether they... I think there there is something about that. There is some, um, you know, they are uh, integrated in some way with information, with some sort of schooling. Um, but that's something we would have to confirm. Uh, we've got Ed back on the line. Ed, thanks for calling back. Yeah, I thought I would mention something. I'm going to be a bit of the devil's advocate because people have short memories. Eh? Um, we all are aware that um, Ed, honest Ed, was one of the um, real good benefactors of Toronto, eh? You would agree with that? Absolutely. And uh, if you remember, and you probably don't, and so uh, do not a lot of other people, when he had his restaurants there with, uh, with uh, 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 his theaters and so on, and there were other restaurants downtown. Yes, I remember the restaurants very well. I, rem- I remember, Ed, the roast beef was amazing. Yes, and he tried to make it for the average person that you could take out your wife 
for her anniversary or Aunt Bertha or whoever, and you could take her to a place where people were dressed nicely. He wanted the dress code like some of the other restaurants that were more expensive. Yes. Uh, people have a jacket and a tie, and he would even provide it there. That's right. And somebody um, uh, took him to court on that. Now, if you want to take your Aunt Bertha out, you've got to belong to a private club to get that sort of ambience. And I don't think that's right. And I, I don't think the average person, uh, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, I think a lot, we've gone downhill in a lot of ways. So that woman having, wanting to have somebody cover their shoulders, uh, I'm kind of standing up for her. Okay. Because... Uh, Think people. Um, I went to a golf club. Well, but one the, time. but Ed, I, the, you know the difference is, and I mean, I couldn't agree with you more about when you're in a restaurant or when you go to see the theater that you should dress in a certain way. But to go into it, but just to, but hang on, to, but no, we don't. But to go into a shop or a store or a grocery store and you're wearing a short sleeve shirt, you can still be very respectable well, for I that went environment. To a golf course. Uh huh. And it's a private golf course. I got to admit, and you want me to name it, I'll name it. Uh, I was invited there. This was years ago, and I'm sure it's the same. Uh, They they, uh, wanted you to have a shirt with a collar. Mm -hmm. So I had to go to the clubhouse and buy a a shirt with a collar because I didn't happen to have a collar on. It was a nice shirt, but it didn't have a collar, right? Okay. And that's their rule. And I think that's, uh, take the Elvis sensation. Forty years later, hundreds of thousands of people turn up all over the world to see him. They dress in jumpsuits that are very expensive. That's, a lot of people don't, they're not all great singers, right? Many are. Okay. I feel uh, like we're getting off topic here. No, I'm not getting off topic. I'm taking dress code. Okay. They go there to take pictures, some of them. And they don't ever hear maybe that individual sing. But it shows respect. Um, and that's one thing Elvis, I believe, was told by Liberace. Always show your audience respect. And if I go to a concert here, I would not go to a concert where some guy dresses in jeans with holes in them. No, Ed, I couldn't agree with you more. My husband and I, we comment on this I, a lot. I, we'll, we'll, I, Ed, Ed, I, I suggest Ed, people look at doo-wop videos from... Okay, Ed, I, Ed, I'm going to let you go. I'll, I'd love to have a conversation with you, but you've got to stop talking so that I can respond to you. Okay, I, I, you and I agree on a lot of things. We agree on a lot of things, and I do thank you for your call. I don't think you can make the correlation between... Oh, I can. It's a private... Okay, Ed, private... you're gone. <laughs> I gave you lots of opportunity there just to stop so we could talk. What I'm trying to say to you is that I agree that people don't dress properly when they go to the theater the way they did decades ago when it was uh, when it was an affair where you would wear as a woman a dress and pearls and gloves and a hat and I mean those days are gone sadly because I and I think that it's very nice when you have theater tickets or you go to a nice restaurant that you dress properly. As for this shop at Lawrence and Pharmacy, if there 
there is a dress code for the shop, fair enough. Put it on the door and say this is the way customers in this shop have to dress. The feeling, the sentiment that I was getting from that phone call is that it was a slight against Western women for the way they dress, dressing provocatively to perhaps entice her husband to be interested in us sexually. That was the vibe that was didn't feel right, didn't feel appropriate. But in terms of dress codes, uh, go ahead, put a dress code on your door. You may or may not have more or less business. Uh, certainly, we could be thinking about that at theaters and nice restaurants in Toronto, um, where in some cases they do have dress codes. Uh, but times have certainly changed at the theater, no doubt about it. Let's go to Mike in Brantford. You're on Zoomer Radio. Uh, hi, Jane. Uh, I wanted to uh, discuss the uh, safe uh, third country uh, agreement we yes. have with the U.S. Uh, Interesting, yes. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not being enforced uh, because we have a trickle of uh, refugees now. And uh, <clears throat> my real question is uh, not how we should be uh, accommodating the people who are illegally crossing, which they are, but uh, how we should uh, prevent it, meaning... Uh, <clears throat> ask uh, U.S. Homeland Security to, you know, make greater efforts to stop them or, or, or get permission to have our agents, uh, you know, patrol their side of the border to, to try and stop this. Because, uh, I mean, it, it's only a trickle now, but once the weather gets nicer, uh, you know, it's, it's, it could become like uh, Germany is currently. That's, that's my view. Okay, well, thank you for your call. I mean, I know that there's certainly the cabinet ministers in Ottawa have have been meeting in recent weeks trying to figure out where to go with uh, asylum seekers and refugees and how to uh, better protect uh, Canada while still being um, exhibiting uh, humanitarian sentiment that we are a place of refuge for people who are being persecuted around the world. It's a it's a it's a fine line, and it requires a lot of patience and diplomacy and thought. And uh, hopefully our elected representatives are doing just that in Ottawa. One more call, then we'll take a quick break. Ron in St. Catharines, go ahead. Hello, good morning. Hi. Hi. I just thought I'd call in. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm in the senior group now, and I went and got one of these monitors put in my car. Yes. For, actually, it, uh, it, uh, it uh, makes it a uh, record of your driving habits speed wise and otherwise and you get an insurance a break on your insurance payment but i found that in trying to drive accordingly to the you know all the rules that cars cars are continually coming right up behind me like they want to push you over or get you to speed up and i find that one of the worst situations you can have ron i don't really understand what what it is that you've got in your car i'm i'm sorry i'm a bit confused well it was put in uh by cooperators uh insurance okay and it's just a little device i don't know how it works computer thing but uh, it uh it takes uh, a record of all your driving like you're speeding or slamming brakes on and you're saying that. that this is that it's being detected by police and police are following you no. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, let's <laughs> no, start over again. Day-to-day driving. <laughs> okay. So at the end of the year, when I have to pay my insurance, I All guess right. that thing is referred to, and uh, I have to drive and save. Gotcha. So I okay. Get a discount. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Okay. But in so doing, I find I'm endangering myself, and I'd be better uh, to be driving with the flow, even though it's speeding and everything else, 
because if you don't, you get people coming up behind you. Gotcha. You know, I think there's supposed to be two and a half car lengths or something like that. Well, yes, you certainly have to drive with the traffic. You can't be a detriment to yourself uh, and others on the road. I, I take your point, and that's maybe well, a conversation that, to have with uh, the insurance companies. Yeah, yeah, uh, but, you know, I mean, that's, well, anyway, I'll oh, let that one go. No, but, but thank you for, for no, calling. Just let me get one more quick one on okay. the same thing, eh? License, uh, license plates. Mm-hmm. So many of them are not visible. You can't make them out what they are. True. And I remember in the old days, Dick Tracy and so forth, that's the first thing they asked <laughs> when a crime was committed. Did you get the license plate? Right. And now, I don't know what they do, but it seems to me a lack of... Uh, enforcement somehow that the license plates aren't visible. Well, you know what, and, and it, if, if your license plate can't be made out, and I, I know this from personal experience, you can be ticketed for that. Uh, and it's also my opinion, having been a driver for, for quite a long time, that that license plates are not made to the same quality that they were decades ago. They seem to kind of fall apart, and they they bits of it flake off, and that never used to happen. So I feel like there's a manufacturing defect of some sort. What used to be the case is we, every year you got new plates, didn't you? Uh, not, uh, I don't know if you got them every year, but... Well, anyway, yeah. I think they were changed more often, but now you go 10 years without changing your plates. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Sitting in for Libby Snymer, here is Jane Brown. If you missed any portions of this week's shows, I want to invite you to listen to the best of Libby Snymer's Fight Back, Saturdays and Sundays, hosted by your tr- yours truly at 12.30, Saturday and Sunday afternoons at 12.30 every week. Different show, both days. And if you want to hear today's show, if you're just tuning in now and you missed uh, the first part of it, you can hear the show in its entirety. Free for All Fridays are now being podcasted. Go to zoomerradio.ca. Click on Podcasts, then click on Fight Back with Libby Snymer, and you'll see the free-for-all program podcasted. Give uh, producer Dave Woodard, what, till 2 or 3 o'clock to get it up there, and then uh, it's yours for the listening anytime you want. We're continuing here on Free For All Friday with Don in Toronto. Go ahead, Don. Yeah, and how are you today? I'm well. How are you? Oh, not bad. I listen to your newscast every morning. <laughs> Thank you very much, Don. And have a happy St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day to you. No, I might wish. <laughs> Me too. I will. Okay. Uh, the reason I'm, I'm calling, I just have a question. Uh, the Prime Minister was in New York the other day to see that play. Yes. And he brought along Gretchen. I was just wondering, do taxpayers pay for Gretchen's trip? He brought along? The ex uh, Prime Minister of Canada? Oh, Gretchen. I, was, I, thought, I thought you said Gretchen. Okay. No, Gretchen. Yes, Jean Gretchen was there. He was invited. Uh, he was the Prime Minister at the time of the September 11th attacks in 2001. He was uh, helping to coordinate all those flights that landed in Gander, Newfoundland, uh, where Canada, uh, Newfoundland, hosted oh, those yes. 6,600 no, people. So that's why he was included. Okay, no, that was a great thing in Newfoundland. Absolutely. Wasn't it? Have you seen the production? 
No, I haven't. I hope it's coming to Toronto. Well, it was in Toronto. I highly suspect it will come back. And it is, I'm telling you, it's one of the, it it is the best production, stage production I've ever seen. Oh, okay. Just fantastic. I, I, I didn't even see it or I would have went to see it. Yes. Did you have a question or you just a comment about Jean Chrétien? No, and I have one other thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Mr. Mulroney. Yes. When he went down to the United States and he sang to... uh, (laughs) Ronald Reagan and his wife, Nancy. No. Oh, okay. Mr. Trump. Oh, yeah, at Mar-a-Lago. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Know, well, he's he's sung it a couple of times for different presidents, yes. But most recently, you're absolutely right. Okay. No, I was just wondering why one idiot would sing to another idiot. Okay, well, that's your opinion, and that's what Free For All Friday is all about. 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. Donna and Mississauga, go ahead. Oh, hi there. I just want to comment about Putnam, was it the name of the Muslim lady? Punam. Punam. Yes. Okay. I think he, uh, she owes an apology to Muslim women in particular and Muslim population in general. Because, you know, after that show, I went to work. I'm a nurse. And I told my colleagues about it. And actually, I have a student nurse who is a Muslim. She's 22 years old. You know what she said? She said she is embarrassing. So I really don't know if it's only for the young population that views about that, but she does not um, represent and she is not the spokeswoman of um, of a Muslim community. Well, thank you for sharing uh, your story with us, Donna, about uh, your Muslim colleague at work. Uh, we certainly got that same sentiment from other GTA Muslims who called in to say that this woman, Poonam, does not, she is not representative of the way they think either. And, you know, um, my best friend at work also is a Muslim. My ex-boss was a Muslim, and we just love each other. <laughs> and I'm, Great. Like, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist from the Philippines, and, you know, we just kind of, yeah, right. That's, you know, like, that's your belief, but we love each other. We just, like, coordinate with each other and, and have a happy life. I don't know what's wrong with her. That's a fantastic story. Thank you, Donna. You know, I had similar experiences when my kids were little. Uh, at Danforth and Donlins, um, there were a, a lot of Muslim people. There are a lot of Muslim people in that neighborhood. And I made, I mean, we didn't become friends where we went back and forth to each other's homes, but certainly in the playground, in the schoolyard, we'd have great conversations and uh, lots in common and, and um, made a lot of connections. It was a nice time. Nick in Toronto, go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio. Hi, Nick. Are you still there? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm here. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear my name. Anyway, hello. Hi, uh, go ahead. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Uh, okay, to begin, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an immigrant. I come here 20 years ago. Um, the reason I came here, you know, I came here because it's a better country than the one which I was in. What was your country? Uh, what was your country before Canada? I was, uh, I'm Romanian. Okay. I, I'm from Romania. I don't know how it's now. I don't. I. I. I'm. I'm not about how good is my country now and how good is Canada now or how good is United States or whatever. I'm not about this. But you know, when we decide to come in Canada or to leave our country, we just decide to follow the rules in that country. And uh, and I do not agree at all 
for somebody to come here and say, oh, you got to be Muslim or you got to do this in Muslim or you got to do this in uh, Jewish or you got to do this in Catholic or you got to do this in this and this. I, I do not agree at all with this. And, and, uh, and the dressing code, okay, what about this? Uh, Canada is going to is gonna uh, vote or is going to uh, choose to be uh, the dressing code for Canada is going to be bedding suit. What are they going to do? They're going to leave the country? But, except that we're not going to establish a national uh, no, dress code. No, this, this is an extreme, you know. It's, I'm not right. saying it's going to be like that. Okay. But it's, it's just what they're going to do. What they force the people to wear the same dressing code. Well, like I, but like I was saying, Nick, before, if they want to put a sign on their door saying this is the dress code for their shop, they're welcome to do that. It's just it's going to cut down on their business. Yeah, why they don't do that? Well, well exactly. You know, it's just it's just ridiculous. You know, I'm in business too. You know, what about if I'm going to put in in, in on my door? If you are not dressed in uh, uh, Romanian, uh, uh, whatever, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, folkloring or whatever. You know, day suits. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you in. Nick, I, I take your point. I think we all take your point. Thank you so much for calling in. I got to move along. Louis in Toronto. You're on Zoomer Radio. Yes, I'm curious about the senator that got charged, or no, not charged. He wasn't no. even charged. He had sex with a minor. Don Meredith. That, yes. Well, Don Meredith. Yeah. Well, did he get charged or not? No. Why not? Well, because uh, the, the, he, criminal charges have not been brought up against him. Uh, he says that he did not have sexual relations with that woman. Oh, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> it sounds like Bill Clinton back in the day. He, he says he didn't have sexual relations uh, with a woman until she was 18. There is evidence to suggest otherwise, but he has not been charged. That's why he says he should stay as a sitting senator. He hasn't been charged. So are we trying to say that a senator is above the law? No. At, at the moment, uh, a, a Senate ethics watchdog released a report, a scathing report, about his behavior. But that's, and that's very serious. That's as far as it's gone. And now, and now those within the Senate are discussing whether or not they have the power to remove a sitting senator if he has not been charged. Charges have not been brought up against him. It doesn't mean the charges can't be brought against him, but uh, he says that he's innocent and so far police have not been involved. Well, why not? Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, to be honest with you, Louis. I'm sorry. Okay, then. So um, the senators, you know, they, they are uh, law unto their, uh, themselves, are they not? Doesn't uh, Mr. Duffy say, you know, oh, I lived here, I lived there, but he's still a senator. He, he, even though he was, he was lying to the Senate, I mean, the Senate really is above the law, aren't they? Well, although that went uh, through the courts, and as we know, uh, no charges were brought up against Mike Duffy either. We just have another maybe two minutes to go here. Neil in Oakville, go ahead. Hi, is it Jane? Yes. Hi, Jane. Uh, sorry to switch the subject, but uh, I just wanted to talk about gas prices. Yes. Um, my wife and I left Oakfield uh, last Saturday. We were paying a dollar ten a liter mm-hmm. for gas, and uh, we went up to our cottage. And from there, we went up to Ottawa. And coming back from Ottawa at Carlton Place, we paid ninety-one point three cents a liter. Wow! I mean, 
If we're not getting gouged, I don't know what's going on here. I know. Yeah, my husband and I, we drove um, to Trabla last year and had similar experiences, noticing a big discrepancy in what we pay, pay in the GTA and what they pay in that area of the province. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I think we're getting totally gouged, and um, nothing's being done about it. We should have a show um, with the, the gas guru. Dave, remind me what his name is, the, the gas guy. I know who you mean, but I forgot. Yeah. His... I, I just wanted to leave that with your listening audience. Very good. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Okay, we'll take one more. Donna, you got to go real fast here, though, like an, uh, a minute. Donna, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, go ahead. Okay, read Bill 103 uh, for Islamophobia. Yep. And some people think that Christian and Jews should be added to that, too. And I believe if it goes through, they should be. But I'm not really even concerned about that. I'm more concerned about fetus phobia. All right, very think, quickly. And I think that should be added to the bill. Okay, and, and what do you uh, call what do you call fetus phobia? What is That's a phobia against fetuses and and Justin Trudeau has that because he promotes abortion. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.